three, two, one, let's go. This is Bobby Jankovic. Welcome back to Mission Forge. And Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and in doing so, elevate the world around us, especially the world of real estate. I would like to share with you an article I just came across. It's really interesting. It could be another potential headwind for home buyers, real estate practitioners, real estate brokerages, lenders, home sellers, uh, basically everybody. So um, this is not imminent, um, but it is brewing. So without further ado, let me tell you where I got this. I got it off of Yahoo Finance, and the title of the article is New Bank Rules Could Push Mortgage Rates Up 30% Analyst. So, so there's an analyst out there that says interest rates could go up 30%. So just to take some of the shock value off that, that's not saying that the rates could go up to 30%, but it's saying they could go up 30%. So an easy math on that would be if rates are currently at 8%, a 30% increase of that would be 2.4%. So that would take rates from 8 to 104 if rates are at 6%, 30% increase of that would be 1.8. Take rates from 6 to 7.8%. Uh, okay, why would that happen? First of all, who wrote this article? It is Jennifer Schonberger, and she wrote this article on Thursday, December 7th. And here we go. I'm just going to read it to you and uh, have comments. I will stop and mention that they are comments and not part of the article. Eight Wall Street CEOs testified before the Senate Banking Committee on Wednesday, and the primary topic of the discussion centered on the new proposal to raise capital requirements at these firms, period. And when you're raising capital requirements, it's basically saying you're riding too thin, it's dangerous, things could break down. Uh, think of the banking uh, failure out in California recently. And that was me talking. Now continue with the article. And banking analyst Meredith Whitley warns these rules won't just present a new challenge for the banks, but could create a new headache for American homeowners. The proposals under the Basel or Basel 3 endgame aren't going to hurt, are going to hurt the consumer. That's just a fact. Whitney, who is best known for her prescient calls ahead of the 2008 financial crisis, told Yahoo Finance Live in an interview. The risk for the the U.S. the risk is for the U.S. consumer, which is that capital will be harder to come by for small businesses, comma, and the individual, comma, and it can be more expensive. New paragraph. In Whitney's view, this difficult this new difficulty in accessing capital could push mortgage rates higher by up to thirty percent from current levels. As Treasury yields in the, rose in the fall, the average 30-year mortgage rate hit a multi-decade high, approaching 8%, pressuring home buyers already facing record high prices amid a lack of inventory. New paragraph. Whitney is now the CEO of Meredith Whitney Advisory Group. Also recently told Yahoo Finance, she sees a new risk for the housing market along with potentially higher costs a silver tsunami of baby boomers downsizing that could send home prices tumbling. And I'm going to insert myself there. 
you know, I wouldn't worry about that too much. There is some demographic shifts coming, but a lot of these baby boomers are going to stay in place. A lot of these baby boomers are going to go multi-generational. Yes, some are going to move, and it is going to be a, a shift in, in things, but it is not going to be a tsunami, I don't think. Okay, continuation of the article. Born by the customer base. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon warned Wednesday that new capital requirements could make mortgages and loans to small businesses more expensive while also pushing up consumer prices and the cost for saving for retirement. Hmm, I don't understand that second part. I have to figure that out later and get back to you. The cost of originating and holding a mortgage loans will rise in Diamond's view, in part because the cost of securitizing them will rise for the banks, non-banks, and government agencies, period, end of paragraph. And I'm going to stop there and explain that because I... I researched it a little bit, and I, I wanted to make sure I understood that. So what he's saying is that, you know, these mortgages are so readily available, for the most part, to the American consumer because they're not lending money and holding on to the loan. The banks, the originators are making the loans, and turning that loan, which it already is, into an instrument, and they're selling that on the open market. That's why... You, when most common loans are called conforming loans, so they conform to certain standards, so they can be easily packaged and bundled. Just like when you go to the grocery store, you want things that have a conformity. Um, you know, when you go into the produce section, if something looks weird, it probably didn't make it. Like if it's a potato that has all kinds of weird deformities, it probably got pushed to the side. It doesn't mean that it didn't get used, but it didn't get sold on the open market. It's the same thing with mortgages. So if you have like a log home or if you have a regular sized home on a really large land parcel, uh, that's going to make it harder to package. And what he's saying is that even your regular normal conforming loans are going to get harder to securitize. And that's what that securitization is what makes the mortgage world go round and round in the United States. So Jamie Dimon's statement is that's going to get more expensive, and guess who's going to pay the higher expense? It's not going to be the people securitizing them. It's not going to be the people buying the product. It's going to be the original borrower. So he's saying buckle down. So let me read that again, that last paragraph. The cost of originating and holding a mortgage loans is, will rise in Diamond's view, in part because the cost of securitizing them will rise for banks, non-banks, and government agencies. Whitney also cautioned the Fed's proposal would drive even more banking out of the regulated banking system into the non-regulated banking system, pushing more activity to the predatory lenders and causing lending to become much more expensive. That's what you've seen in the last 10 to 12 years, Whitney said, whereas these guys, the big banks, used to dominate the mortgage industry and now 70% of the mortgage industry is done outside of the banking system. And there's some truth to that period. It used to be pretty common for buyers to come to the table with um, pre-approval from Wachovia, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, SunTrust, and so forth. And now that is rare, more and more rare. This summer, the Fed proposed raising banks' capital requirements by 16% in an in aggregate and widening the scope of new requirements to institutions with as few as $100 billion in assets, which would include smaller banks like Silicon Valley Bank, which failed in March. The proposal known as Basel III Endgame has been prescribed by financial crisis-era law Dodd-Frank 
for a decade to put the world on equal footing. I'm going to stop there. I don't know so much that I want to be on equal footing with the rest of the world. Okay, back to the article. Banks have argued that the proposal would go beyond the Basel framework and require them to raise capital by 20 to 25% rather than 16 and require them to hold 30% more in capital per loan compared to international standards. If you have the same capital requirements increased by 20% to do the exact same activities that you did yesterday, you're going to get a higher return, and that higher return will be borne by the customer base. Said Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan when he talked to the Senate lawmakers on Wednesday. If these rules and if these rules are designed to prevent another version of the 2003 crisis, then this proposal falls short in Whitney's view. I don't think that any of this additional capital would have prevented the Silicon Valley bank failure. And that's the conclusion of the article. Anyways, um, it's a very interesting article. I hope you enjoyed it. Something to watch out for and something to understand just about the whole uh, real estate world, the lending world and how it's all integral and tied together. So you do have to follow it. You do have to stay on top of trends. And, um, you know, it, one of the first things that came to my mind is how many people, you don't hear this very much anymore, but how many people do you remember saying, um, for instance, the baby boomer tsunami, the silver tsunamis is coming. Those folks didn't buy homes as easily as we are buying them now, right? They were, they were forced to put down, in many cases, 20%. Of course, it was easier back then because 20%... Uh, the homes weren't valued as high back then, and but then again, people didn't make as much as they do now either. So putting down 20% was pretty much the rule of thumb back then, and now it's very easy to come by very low skin-in-the-game loans, very low loan-to-value loans. So um, or I should say high loan-to-value because they're, um, they're not putting down much money. Well, thanks for joining me on Mission Forge. Please like, share, subscribe, and comment as you're interested. Thanks for joining me.